Welcome to the Our Safe Harbor Church podcast. Here you can listen to our Sunday sermon, Monday morning message, and midweek Bible study. We hope you will consider subscribing, sharing, leaving a review, but please be sure to check out our website at www.OurSafeHarbor.com to learn more about us and find ways to get involved. Our Safe Harbor Church, we are with you wherever you are. Well, did you do your homework? Welcome to Monday morning. And of course, if you're listening on a Monday morning, we want to start the week with a good old dose of homework. If you didn't listen to last week's, seriously, you got to go back and listen to know what in the world we're doing today and what oral interpretation is. Uh, Think of the drudgery of standing there and reading with flat tone the Gettysburg Address. And then try to imagine it being given by the great man himself. Or if you're listening from another country and you have no clue what that is, think of a speech that you've heard. Martin Luther King Jr., uh, King Charles, whoever said it, and then try to imagine it being given with that flat intonation, the way we almost always read scripture, leeching every bit of the culture, joy, pathos, pain, happiness, surprise, wonder, all of it out, just so that we get the words right, even though we lose all else. You know, what, what would it be like if you talked to your wife or your children that way? I love you and I hope that you have a very good day and it's been a good day here. And oh, there are people who have certain conditions where they speak without affect, understood. But when we read scripture, that's the easiest way I know of to bore people and to kill the reading of scripture. There are other ways. Um, There are a lot of read the Bible through in a year program, which nothing wrong with that. I I, I really want to insist you get that. There's nothing wrong with it. However, most people when they're in one of those programs then get into a, I'm going to do my homework and be finished. So I'm reading these four chapters or whatever section it is, and then I'm done. And because they're reading it that way, there's no oral interpretation. If you have to, get into the bathroom, turn on an exhaust fan, or get your Bluetooth speaker and set it up against the door so nobody can hear what's going on, and practice reading aloud the scripture. I mean, even great dramaticists like Alexander Scorby, who you've heard his voice if you've ever listened to the King James Version of the Bible, because his recording is everywhere and has been for what, 40 years, 50 years, more? His reading is really dramatic, but it doesn't capture the moment. We'll talk more about capturing the moment later, but this week's homework was Isaiah 53. This is sometimes read in part before taking the communion. And by the way, just so you know, I'm gonna read it all the way through. And so if you want to download this clip, cut out the front and the back, and use any portion of this in your worship as a devotion before the Lord's Supper, feel free to do so. So, because I wanna remind you that everything we do for you at our safe harbor is done free to you. Uh, we We don't copyright it. You never have to give us credit if you use our notes that are published with the sermon every week. That's, no, you don't have to worry about that. Just use it to the glory of God. And 
if you're able to give, give, but that's all I'll say about that, all right? So you've read Isaiah 53, if you're one of the people that actually does the homework and you know how it usually sounds. And while I'm not a professional reader by any stretch, although I've wondered how I would do on an audiobook, um, I, um, I think you might see that this brings it a bit more alive. And if you're somewhere where you can even just close your eyes for a bit, or if you wanna follow along, please do so. I'll be reading out of the NIV, merely because that's the most popular version in this part of the country in which I live. And I think in, um, I think in America and Canada, it's the most popular, but it could be wrong. You can follow along, or you can close your eyes and see how listening to this is different than listening to the standard reading of scripture. All right? Okay. Who has believed our message? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He grew up before him like a tender shoot, like a root out of dry ground. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him, nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and, and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and familiar with suffering. Like one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows. Yet we considered him stricken by God, smitten by him, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And by his wounds, we are healed. We all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and, and as a sheep before her shearers is silent, so he did not open his mouth. By oppression and judgment, he was taken away, and who can speak of his descendants? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgression of my people, he was stricken. He was assigned a grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death though he had done the violence, nor was there any deceit in his mouth. Yet it was the Lord's will to crush him and cause him to suffer. And though the Lord makes his life a guilt offering, he will see his offspring and prolong his days and the will of the Lord will prosper in his hand. After the suffering of his soul, he will see the light of life and be satisfied by his knowledge. My righteous servant will justify many and he will bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will give him a portion among the great and he will divide the spoils with the strong because he poured out his life unto death and was numbered with the transgressors. For he bore the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. How is that? Now, notice I didn't act like I was Isaiah. I didn't play like I was the different parts. 
All I did was put the words in there. For example, crushed is crushed. You, you gotta crush it. And when you go up and you go down appropriately, not in a standard cadence way, but rather where the words take you. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. That's when you lower the tone because the mouth was not opened. You see how that works? This takes work. It takes really reading the scripture. And that's what I'm asking you to do is to practice reading the scripture, noticing the words, looking for the verbs, the nouns, the adjectives. I know that was boring in school, but they taught us that for a reason. And if we use it, we can use our voices to make scripture pop and it come alive and people lean forward in their seats. In fact, we do something. I don't know if you've noticed this. We've had our safe harbor up for just over two and a half years. Have you noticed that we don't show the scriptures when we read them? Early on, I commented a few times on why, but I bet I've not mentioned that in maybe two years now. We need to learn how to listen because that's how the first Christians all the way up until what? The year 1400 or so had to receive scripture. They didn't have their own copy. In some places it wasn't allowed. In other places it was in a different language than the one you spoke. And in other places it was too expensive. You had to hand copy them before Gutenberg and the you know, movable type allowed us to actually publish books at a somewhat reasonable price, but still middle class and below, no, you don't get in the book. So you had to listen. So the readers had to use oral interpretation, it's called, where you use your mouth and your tone of voice and somewhat your posturing to help get across the words on the page. Now, this wasn't part of your homework. Uh, I hope you keep working on, Matthew, uh, on Isaiah uh, 53. It is just such a powerful chapter. There are several others that I could have picked. But I want to go back to Mark 1 now. Now, we, we looked at that last week. But in Mark 1, there's a whole lot going on. We've already got John the Baptist. We've got the baptism of Jesus. We've already got all of that. But what I want us to do is go down to verse 21. Mark 1, 21, and see what happens there. Now, by this time in our uh, midweek Bible class, I'm assuming we've already covered this, just covered this, I and Dr. Rick Hastings, because we're now doing together the, the Bible stories, just Jesus stories, and we're starting with Mark. So, all right, um, see how we did it, but then look at how this how this usually works. Verse 21, they went to Capernaum. When Sabbath came, Jesus went into the synagogue and began to teach. The people were amazed at his teaching because he taught them as one who had authority, not as the teachers of the law. Just then a man in their synagogue who was possessed by an evil spirit called out, what do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. That's the way we generally read it. Certainly no sin in that, but there's also no power, no passion, and you get no pictures in your head. None. And as soon as the words are done, they leave you. 
because you didn't take time to put pictures in. So your homework is to practice on this very short passage, starting at verse 21, going through verse 28. Now that's not the end of the drama, even in this little chapter. And it certainly wasn't the beginning, as you learned last week. But this little, I want you to work on it and try to read it through oral interpretation, which again just means you bring the emotion, the setting into play. You pay attention to the words. You put yourself into the text until you can see the text. But it doesn't necessarily mean acting. If you wanted to act this out, that'd be fine. In fact, I would really enjoy that. But I'm not an actor. I couldn't pull it off, I don't think. And that's why, even though I say I'd like to try reading audiobooks, they would probably have to be nonfiction because if you've got fiction and there are a whole bunch of parts in there, I'm not sure I could pull off the different voices. And the people that can are amazing to me. So you don't have to do that. You don't have to play act. So let's look at this passage one more time and then we'll be done today. And I'm gonna let you play with it for a week. And then we're gonna come back and talk about how we read scripture one more time and see I'm just going to see from your emails. If you're interested in this at all, we may do a long form of this. In other words, do an hour, hour and a half of teaching how and giving some notes and such, but not on a Monday morning because Monday mornings are tight, right? So it'd probably be a special video uh, like we post those of Liz Hunt and, and interviews of others on a Friday. Okay, here we go. They came to Capernaum. When the Sabbath came, Jesus went into the synagogue and began to teach. The people were amazed. See, there's a good verb, amazed at his teaching. Because he taught as one who had authority, not as the teachers of the law. Just then, a man in their synagogue who was possessed by an evil spirit cried out, What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Be quiet. Jesus said sternly, come out of him. The evil spirit shook the man violently, came out of him with a shriek. The people were all so amazed that they asked each other, what is this? A new teaching and with authority? He even gives orders to evil spirits and they obey him. News about him spread quickly over the whole region of Galilee read the same words I read before but they were amazed the whole region now you could read the Jesus part here and the the demon part here in a variety of ways the way I just read them to you not at all the only way to read this I you, you can do that the one I did that little be quiet like Jesus was hissing it at him or you can yell be quiet because this really is the Aramaic um, and therefore Hebrew and their uh, version of shut up, get out. And you can bring that intonation to it as well. I'd recommend you don't say shut up, get out, even though it would be accurate um, it would, because so many people would be noticing you said shut up that they're not paying attention to the rest of, you know, so pay attention to that. Uh, anyway, can you try that? We've hit, our, we've hit our time limit. That's your homework for next week. We're gonna talk a little bit more about it. If you want a sneak preview, we're heading to Psalm 139, okay? And that'll be the last in this short series. 
And if you want me to do a longer series on it, not on Mondays, but a special video up, uh, please let me know. Send it to me at patrick at rsafeharbor.com. And if enough of you do, then that'll allow me to invest that kind of time into it. All right? You're worth it. I get it. Not a problem. Have a fantastic week. Thanks for you who subscribe and thumbs up and share this. It is massively important for people who are searching, trying to find us, because the more people who do this, the, the higher Google puts us up in the searches and YouTube and such, all right? Google and YouTube are the same thing. God bless you. See you next time. Cheers.